This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Last Man TV podcast. Um, Sam, thank you for joining me today. Um, get through. Let's get through the topics today, then. Yeah, I think I've wrote, like I said, wrote down some things we can talk about. Obviously, we're in international break now. Just come off drawing one all with Brentford, which I think mm-hmm. most of us would say in circumstances is a pretty good result. You know, uh, obviously we've got a lot of tough fixtures. You can see right in front of us as well. The fixtures that are coming up there is a lot of big games coming up. Really, I think there's 11 fixtures left, and out of them, I'd say six of them at least mm-hmm. are six pointers. First thing is, how many points do you think we will get? from now until the end of the season with 11 games left? Um, well, we obviously, we've been speaking about this recently and we've kind of gone through each each fixture and thought where's, where's the points going to come from? And I think out of all the games we've got left in the 11 games, I think six of them are winnable. Yeah. I think the other ones are going to be hard to win, but can still be winnable. Like, say, the Liverpool game at home, like you've even said, can be winnable. They aren't in the greatest, greatest of form this season. We can get a win there. But the ones that we should be winning in the, with the six games you've said, I'd probably, I've probably i said about 40-point mark. I think when we get to the end of the season, we'll have about 40 points. So that's 15 points from now. Um, and that's, what, four wins and a few draws or five wins uh, in, the, in the last 11 games, which I know is going to be hard because we've not only won seven all season, but with how we are now, we have to get these points. Otherwise, yeah. we will be down there. Yeah, I mean, like everyone says, uh, Palace have not won a game this year, now they've got a new manager and we got them next. It, it does sum it up, you know, Palace playing pretty poor under Vieira mm-hmm. the past 15 games and obviously they sack him, they bring in a familiar face with Hobson, he's back there and it does kind of sound like it's Palace's game to lose almost when we go to them. It's going to be a tough fixture back. Hopefully, we don't pick up any injuries throughout the World Cup. You know, the likes of Madison. I mean, reports came out the other day that Madison has, you know, he's under very strict training at the moment to keep him fit for the matches because 
he's not 100% fit to be training every day mm. for a week. Uh, so, like I say, if Palace is a tough game as our next one back, for me, the next three games are very crucial for us because you would almost say all three of them are six-pointers, especially Palace and Bournemouth are definitely six-pointers. Yeah. Villa, we just beat them 4-1 a couple of weeks ago. We our away as well, so then we got them at home on a Tuesday night. I don't see why we can't, you know, get all three points away from them, at home, sorry, to them as well. There's, like say, there's a couple of teams that we still got, like say, you've got Man City, they're, they're a bit of a write-off game. I'd say if we can get anything out of them, great. If we don't, it's not big. It's not the game we should be focused on. There, but there's a couple of big ones. Obviously, we've got Wolves after Man City, then Leeds away, then Everton, then Fulham. You know, they're all very tough games, and they're all going to be six points to Fulham, not so much, but definitely Leeds, Everton, and Wolves. Yeah, like I said, the, the games we've got left, compared to other teams in the league who are near us, I think we've got more of a favourable ending of the season. Obviously, the last few years, we've not had the greatest because I remember when we were top four the last few, last few seasons and then we didn't get the really hard games at the end and it's cost us. This year, we're at the bottom and now we've been kind of gifted a chance to stay up. And it is really a gift because we've got the games there to do it. We just have to prove that we, we are worthy of staying up. And like I say, Palace, uh, sorry, Palace, for me, it's probably harder than the Villa game, but that's just because when I've been to Palace the last few years, we've never really got a good result out of it. Um, but at home, as much people are saying that we haven't had the best of form at home, I think that's where we have to be picking these points up because, well, if you look at the table, look at the fixtures now, four of them six games that we're saying the six pointers are at home. Yeah. And that's where you have to be picking these points up because you don't want to be just winning the, the away games because that's literally two out of the six games that you probably say is winnable. So... I'm just looking at it. one, two, three, four out of, like I say, yeah, four out of the big six, uh, sorry, out of the six-pointer games are at home. Mm-hmm. So we really, like I said, the fans need to get behind the players. Yeah. And I think we kind of just have to, we have to ride it out this season because it just is what it is. You know, if people want Rogers out, I mean, I'm obviously a Rogers out person, but if he's here, we've just got to back it, you know, mm-hmm. no banners, no shouting, no booing, just cheer the lads on and hopefully we can get some big performances in because that's what it's going to take for us to stay up. Uh, I said to you, me personally, I think our season is going to be determined by the Everton game. I think we will know that, you know, by Everton, I think we will know if we're safe or not because when you look at the fixture after that, the only real team I think we can come away with three points is the last game against West Ham because after that we've got Fulham, Liverpool and Newcastle, which are all for me. You know that there's a good chance we could lose those teams because they're all on pretty good form. They're doing pretty decent. Liverpool, you maybe pick up Sunky and send Fulham. Who knows? Mitrovic, I assume, probably won't be in the team by then after what he did to the referee yeah. in the other game. I'm sure, he's going to have quite a hefty ban. So again, there's a lot of teams we can. I mean, with the same Leicester team two years ago, effectively, we've not the only players we've really lost is Fafana, who was injured mm. for quite a lot of his time at Leicester. But every everything else is the same. I won't say the much has changed. Obviously, Christensen, fingers crossed, he'll be back for the Palace game. Who do you play? Because obviously we're going to have Pereira, Castagna and Christensen. Do you play all three or who do you drop out of them? I think the only one for me to drop out is Castagna. I just don't think he's to the level of what we have at full-backs. I think JJ, when he comes back, is it's going to be hard for him to get in with Christensen and how he's been playing the last few games when he's been in. Um, and then on the right-back, I, I just think our... Out and out right back is Ricardo Pereira. I think Castagna is more of that wing back when we're playing three at the back slash five at the back. Would you play Castagna as a right centre back in back five? Not in a centre back. I think no. if anyone, I'd probably play Castagna there. Ricardo. That's what I mean. 
yeah. So if you probably, but then I think for me, I think my third choice centre back, other than Faze and Suter, would be Justin. I think I'd prefer yeah. him in a back three than Castagna because he's got so the when we've got a fully fit team, we do have a you know people fighting for the positions in the team. Obviously, that's not the case. But Christensen, I think if he's fit, he'll walk back into the team against Palace. Uh, I think one of our problems as well, really, I want to talk about is who do we play up front? Because obviously, I think what we really are lacking at the moment isn't defence. We've got quite a good defence when the team's fit. But up front, even with a fully fit team, you didn't see Barnes. He, he had a decent game against Brentford, but he's still not you know, the Barnes we know he can be. Tete's obviously been quite a disappointing player. Strikers, all three of them, not you wouldn't say who you'd play up front. All three of them, for me, I don't think any of them really earned a place to be the number one striker. So... How would you line up against Palace with a fully fit team? Thing is, it's the, the difficult thing is with the attack is the fact that most teams in the Premier League have a set out attack and they, they, they know what to do with each other. With us, we keep switching it around. So obviously the other game, because Barnes was injured, we played two up top and I thought it kind of worked well. But then you've got Barnes back in the team and then you bring in Dakar in the team instead of being actually It's just so much swapping around. You yeah. want a consistent lineup in the attack. That for me would probably contain either Daka or Ianacho, not Bardi. I think he is probably the one that's probably out, out of the picture now for me. Um, and then it depends on who you play up front. Do you play two up top in Daka and Ianacho, or do you play the three up top? Because most of the season we have played three up top, and I'd probably say it's not worked because some of the games Barnes is not at his level. Most of the season we've not had a right winger, and then in the strike position we've had. We played play, play Bardi most of, the, most of the season. Then we realised he wasn't good enough, so we put in Ianacho. And now we're putting Dakar in. It's like it's all, there's so much changing around. You need a consistent lineup there that we either can, can stay Bonds, Tete, and Dakar, or you go Ianacho, Dakar, and Madden behind. So there's always got to be a, a consistency in there. Otherwise, we're just not going to get any goals from it. So for me, against Palace, I would, probably would play two up top and play three at the back slash four at the back, depending on how we play. Um, but yeah, for me, I'd play two up top because I just think the, the way that Palace play, I think we need to play two up top. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I think we've got quite a lot of good plays to switch it around into. If we wanted to do a two up front, we could with wing backs, or if we wanted to have Barnes and Tete, we could do that as well. I think for me, the real key is how we apply those tactics because when we play with those positions we still seem to play the same passing on about against Brentford for the last half an hour I don't know if it was Rogers's call or if the players were like screw it we're just going to sling it up front and see what happens that's what we did and it created a goal I mean when we scored the goal the last half an hour we were definitely the more dominant team against Brentford we were creating the chances and they looked all over the place but I was I said to Phil and Jake that when we did that we were passing it we were sorry we weren't passing it on the back we were doing a nice little creative place and we would Swing it up from rather than yeah. coming back, you know, where you'd have a Diddy or whoever was in the midfield, rather than looking for the forward pass, they would turn back. They weren't doing much of that in the last half an hour against Brentford, and we looked like the better team. I think that's how we should be doing more of the style of football. You can see that the energy and the passion and the, just the way the players are with playing that kind of yeah. system, passing it forward rather than back works a lot better for us. Hopefully, Roger sees that and he applies against Palace because. Yeah, I mean, you know, Palace have got Zaha up front. If we make any mistakes, they're, they're going to capitalise on that. And I think, again, Palace are a team where they're, they're definitely not safe and they're going to try and get 
as many points, and they're probably seeing Leicester as a again a team they can pick up some points from. Oh yeah, because obviously again we've come we're coming up against a team who's not played well, and they've just brought a manager in. Exactly. It seems like it's happening every week. We play against someone like that. It just seems like we're always going to be the underdog because they've brought a new manager and there's going to be a manager bounce there probably you never know we could easily smash them but there's always a case now where anything could happen and you can't predict a win there you can't predict a loss there it's it's all down to how we perform on the day and yes i could see us beating palace but again they've got hodgson in now i don't think he's the greatest manager but he can't do much worse than what the error is he is so. a relegation manager he knows how to keep Palace up he's done it for many years before yeah. he, he'll know how to you know keep them up and he'll probably be looking at Leicester's first game thinking this is a good chance to get three points right off the mark and be even closer to security should we some comments here we should pick up points as long as you know, dodge subs we, yeah like, I think we said that Rodgers' subs are very robotic you know it's 60th to 65th minute you bring in on like white players I personally wouldn't I think a lot of fans agree that taken and did the off he was pretty much doing it. he was having quite a good game to be fair against Brentford he comes off and he brings Samari on who he does give the ball away and he does do some bad tackles I know you've said that's because he might be the only option for next season but I would personally I just play what we've got best for I me mean, Mendy is our best defence midfielder he should be starting every game if we're going to play for defence mm-hmm. midfielder so like, you know I think we just just a little bit of realisation as fans we can see that the subs aren't right I mean, last week, you know, Whitey Dakroff, who scored against Chelsea, you know, to change it around when you should probably bring Nacho off because he's the one that was being the uh, the weak link. But anyway, that kind of moves on a little bit to what I want to talk about next, is if we do stay up in the Premier League this season, I think we're going to see a massive, because he's a completely different Leicester side next season because of all the players I've listed down here, really. All the players I think could be going. Mm-hmm. And it's quite a long list. I've mm-hmm. I've got Madison. I think he's probably going to go. I think we can look at it. Unless we offer him a hefty contract match, or you know, if Newcastle offer 150 grand, I can only see him staying if we're offering 200 grand a week. Well, the only thing with Madison is I think it might be the same as like a Fafana kind of start, where he'll probably go in the next few years anyway, even if he does stay this year. But as long as we get him on that big contract, it means he'll probably go for 10 times more. Yeah, well, like I said to you a few months back, I think we'll sell him this summer for about 40, 50, 60 million just because of his contract. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You you give him a bit bit more of a hefty contract. Say you can go, but just means that we get more money for it. It's 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 up to him if he wants to do that. He he wouldn't want, he probably might want to, probably like, I want to go out the door this summer. Mm. He probably feels he's in his peak of his career, you know, he's playing as great as he can be. Probably thinks it's time to get a big move. Obviously, but Tielemans down there, I think. Well, well, he's gone. He's, he, he, uh, he's, he's, he's at the door already. Gone. He's got no contract left, so he's already out. No he's contract, contract. He's out for two months. Yeah. So I think he's one that goes. Mendy, he's another one who's out of contract. And for me, I'd give him at least another two-year extension just because I think even if we do bring in a new defence midfielder, he's, he's a solid option for us. I don't think, especially this season and past seasons, I don't think he's really done the full run. This is a hard one because, like I say, there's a lot of, not more names there whose contract runs out at the end of the season. And... For me, people do moan about how many players we've got on contract and how much they are on. Is this the time where we do let a lot of the players, even if they are maybe good enough, do we let them go and bring in the new players that we want to fit the style? Goes, and it'd be a lot in a lot better position wise, contract wise. And do you know what I mean? It just Yeah, well I'll, I'll say the other ones I have put Samarian and Diddy down here or other two defensive midfielders. I think they could 
very possibly go both of them at the end of this year. So for, if all three of them go, I think it leaves us with no defence midfield and we'd have to bring someone new in, which I don't think is the worst thing. And Diddy's not been on great form. Samari, you know, in my opinion, I don't think he was ever been a good player for Leicester. Mendy, is, I would give him a new contract. But like you say, do you risk giving Mendy a new contract knowing that Ndidi and Samari might... Because again, play? like say, if you keep Mendy in now, you're going to be stuck with him for the next three or four years. It's like a Marty. He's somehow still here. When we've had him since the year we won the league, that's how big it is. And that's why I'm saying that so much Samari, yes, he's only been here two years. They maybe be keeping for the rest of his contracts and then they let him go. I I could probably see someone like Tamara going back to the French League on loan, maybe. Um, but the likes of Mendy, the likes of um Sion Chu and people like that are the ones who are the contracts are running out. I think we will let go. As much as we might not want to, and bring in these fresh players who we know who want to be playing for the club. Yeah, I mean obviously like say you've seen Christians in the suit, so I think two of the, those two players they obviously want to go to the next step in their career and they joined Leicester, which is it's obviously... And we That's what you want to see. You don't want to see people who have been here yeah. five years you, plus you can't say for certain, still stuck here. You can't say for certain if they want to stay here forever. Yeah. They, they might want to go at the end of the season themselves. I doubt they will because they just signed for January. But they're, they're like a lot of players. You'll see Leicester as a stepping stone club and they'll probably want to go into bigger things like a lot of players have. But you, at least for Christensen and Suter, they're passionate about being yeah. at Leicester. They want to be at Leicester. They're happy to be there. And if the move, if the move does come in, then the move comes in. They're not going to be a. If you a if you think player. about it, if you had eleven players or maybe okay, sorry about eight or nine players with them, two or three players in the team that we've had already that we know about the I stability, we, that right, team would be a lot better. We do need a refresh shape. in the mentality yeah. of someone like Christensen and Suter, because when you look at the pitch, if you if you list all the players that actually have passion for the club and want to play for that. I could probably say four players on the pitch. That's what I mean. Say Iverson Award, I don't see passion from either of them to be in the team. I think if you if you brought a keeper in like fresh and yeah. coming into the Premier League, you'd see every single save he makes would come to the fans and be like, yeah. get in and whatnot. Because he wants to be here whereas them two just think it's a normal save and they just get right, some of the job. If you did list the team like say Ward Iverson, neither of them are no. passionate. I don't think about being a Leicester player. Pereira, I wouldn't say he's not. I think he's got. I, I think, think he's got more fight than a lot of players. I think have, he's but... a decent player, but I wouldn't say he's passionate on the pitch. Suter, I'd say he's passionate. I mean, who even as a other centre back finds, I'd say yeah, he's pretty passionate. He's you know he can have enough days. Obviously, coming back from his red card, Christensen's obviously very passionate. Defensive midfielder, I don't see any passion from Samari or in Diddy. I see a bit from Mendy, I see aggression from that, That's the thing you sort of need from that sort of role. Like you say, you've got like Declan Rice from West Ham. Yeah. You see his, you see every time he does a brilliant tackle, you can see it in, in, his, in his eyes that he it means a lot to him. Whereas yeah. any of our players just don't bother. Madison, I say definitely passionate. You Bar- see that every Barnes, single day. I see zero passion from Barnes, really. Uh, strikers, as all three of them go, Vardy's the only one that shows passion. Nacho, a little bit. Nothing from the others, though. Right side, Tete. Not really much. I think he tries his best, he's not as good as people think he is. But I think we just need someone like, very passionate, you know, like Christian. For me, Christian was great winning game because he has that passion. He got the fans riled up, and I think obviously you can see the lack of it when he's out of the team because he is one of those players that he's future captain material. You see it in him. Moving on to some of the other players that could go, obviously Cags. I think he was in Turkey whilst we were playing Brentford. I think he's. I think we've known. I think he's. I think he's known he was gone for about a year now because of yeah. how it's gone. Obviously, we don't know the actual situation with it. We think that he's fell out with Rogers, but we can't say for sure. Um, 
but he's had the, we've had opportunities where he, he could come in yeah. instead of a martin he's just not so we just know that's not going to happen so yeah um and like you say you've got the birch in the squad i think that is where you need to start getting get rid yeah. of it because I, I as much as he could have been good players they just isn't there isn't anything there I don't know if they both are, but I think Vestergaard is. I don't, I'm not sure if Bertrand is as well. Obviously, got, I'll put Daka down there as well. Cause, I mean, I think from this isn't me saying we should get rid of him. This is from his point of view. I think he's probably thinking, I'm not getting into this Leicester team, especially if we do. But don't, don't you think someone like Daka, as much as you might, don't, you might not think he's the greatest, I think if you gave him a full season as the number one striker with a team around him, I think maybe he would show it, it his quality. It tactics, because for me, I'm not saying that because I, I have said in the past, I don't think he's good enough mm. in the Premier League. He's one of the, he's one of the fresher sort of I think team, when I look at it over, I think Decker's not, he might be good in the Premier League, but I can't judge him because we don't play him right. For me, Roger should have never signed Decker because yeah, that's yeah. just not how he wants to play a striker. So I don't see why Roger's brought him in. So for me, I think he might want to go because he wants to play regular football. I think he could easily go to another Premier League team, you know, one that's just come up or like a Palace kind of team, you know, ones that I think he'd do decent there. I've put Barnes. I, don't, I think I, don't, I think I'm the only one saying this. So I think Barnes is going to go to a top six club in summer. I think if you look at his, I think I'm hoping it. I think he's hoping. I'm hoping he will because I think I don't. I can't see an improvement in him. I can't. As much as people. Like oh, I've spoke to so many Liverpool fans and so many other fans oh, of other teams, and they say that oh, he's quality in that lot because he doesn't he doesn't watch them every single game. We watched him every single game, and he's not improving. I think his stats were just given the boost. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Leicester's top goal scorer in the Premier League now this season, mm. a joint top with Madison at least. That just shows it's like he's not even doing much. Well, I think, he's I still think his stats getting will goals. get to a club like Spurs or Liverpool. You know, I think he will get a big top six move this summer. I don't think it'll be for too much, maybe 30 million, but yeah. I think I think he will go. I just personally think he did. I think Castagna's, I think, I wouldn't say his time's done at this. I think he's just, he's not, he's a decent defender, but he's not the quality that we need. You know, when you see Pereira on the pitch or even Justin, Christensen. That's me. You've brought in two fullbacks now and both of the left back, but you've just seen the quality in them. And then you see Ricardo come back and you just see the quality in that. And you just think, I don't see Cassani fitting in anymore there. No, I can see him going back to Atalanta, even yeah. going back to his old club. I think he's been a decent player for when he was here, but I think we've just moved on a little bit more and he's kind of stayed at the same level. So I think he might want to go. And did he, like we said earlier, I think he is probably thinking he's been on the bench first. Obviously, three or four seasons ago, he was linked to United, Man City clubs. Big money moves, one of those players. I think but, for me, he's one of the players that I think will stay because I think he'll be one of the. If well, if he gets back to his full form, and I think Brentford is one of his probably better games this season. Yeah. I think he can get to his back for uh, back to his best form. I think he'll be one of the players in the team that stays in that team and knows how how the team works. I think he has been a good player. So obviously, he's quite injury prone at the moment, so he could get injured again for yeah. all we know. But I I think he I could see personally I could see West Ham get rid of. Obviously, I think Declan Rice is going to go in summer. I could see someone like West Ham signing him up. As you know, Declan Rice's replacement. I don't yeah. think that would be too bad for them. Uh, moving on, I put Pereira, Ricardo Pereira. I think someone like him. He's obviously been quite injury prone, but on his day, you know, he has been a Barcelona-esque kind of player. And I think, I think someone like not Barcelona. I think one of the top clubs around Europe could see him as a potential, you know, like a Juventus or something, and work with him to get him back to fitness. Because I think at the moment at Leicester, he's he's obviously very injury prone, but with a struggling team, I think it makes him look like a 
worst player. I think he's a, quite a good player. For me, for me, Ricardo, I think he's one player, one of the players for me that is happy at Leicester. I don't think he, like, obviously he'd be happy if he goes somewhere bigger, but yeah. I think he's happy and settled at Leicester. Not not settled as in saying that he's just going to stay with us for the rest of his career, but he's not one of them players who always he, wants to getting improve on. and be better. If he is getting on, though. If someone like Juventus or, you know, a big Italian team or whoever came in for him, I, I could see him going because I think he's 28, 29 now. He has been with us for longer than I didn't realise. He's been with us for a good six years now, I think. Mm. He's been with us for quite a while. Um, but I could see him, you know, getting a bigger move. Maybe you know, I won't say he's at the peak of his career; he's very injury prone. But yeah. if he was to find some good form, I could see him definitely going at the end of the season. Bertrand, I mean, we all know. I think we all know Bertrand's definitely one to go. Yeah, James says here that Barnes is the same player as he was three seasons ago. He's just with less confidence. Yeah, like I say, there's always the, the he has got talent, but he just doesn't. Yeah, he hasn't got a football brain. He just doesn't know what to do at times. He, he doesn't seem to always run down the wing when he's got the pace. He has to wait for the ball before he makes a run. Whereas when we knew what, what Vardy did was run for the ball to come to him. He's got to touch the ball down well. But Barnes has to wait for the ball to make the run and then just loses it anyway. So for me, as much as he might be the top goal scorer and he might be good on the assists, for me that doesn't mean anything. He just doesn't do enough for us um, off the ball or even on the ball. Um, I think he's just got lucky with... The amount of goals he scored. Yeah, which is what I, I agree with what you're saying completely. I think he's he's not been great this season, but his stats, a lot of clubs are just looking at his stats and be like, he's clearly done really well in the poor Leicester side. We should snatch him up. Moving on to the next player, like I said, Bertrand Vestergaard. I think they can both go. I know I, one of them's out of contract. I don't know if they both yeah. are. Iverson and Ward, I, put, I think Iverson can definitely go because I think he's going to want to play there's some a, there's, football. The right? problem is we need... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know whether we're going to bring a, a, a new first choice in. We, we, we do, need, we do need to, we do need to, but it depends on who goes, because it depends on how Rogers thinks. If Rogers says, I don't see who comes in that would do that, because we've got in... Rogers doesn't rate Ward. I think, I don't know if anyone else knows, but I think for the rest of the season, it, it might it be Iverson in yeah. goal for the next 11 games. Because I just don't, I don't think I was uh, sorry. Rogers trust Ward for me. I can see Ward going to a Premiership team that's just come up. You know, whoever comes mm. up, I've, you know, there's Luton Town that potentially could come up, and he might think, why not? I fancy a chance or something like yeah. that. I, for me, I think he's Championship quality. He's not played, he's not played football for ten years, and then we give him mm. the season. I think that shows that just that he's not played at all in any regular football for the past ten years. Iverson, I think, same kind of player. He's, you know, he's not as young as people think. He's 25, 26. Now he's going to want regular football. You no know, keepers peak a little later than most, yeah, most other players. But I can see him going to championships because he wants to start his career off. I don't think he's going to get that of Leicester. I think he'll get it for the rest of this season. But I just think, regardless of how well he does, I think we just need a new goalkeeper. I probably. It's hard on because because we brought that Smithies in. I just don't know what the situation will be with it. Does he stick with the keepers he's got? I don't think that's the right choice. I think you do let one of the two keepers go in after an award. For me, I keep, and you the keepers for us has been a massive. Whoever the other, whoever, whoever the other one who doesn't go is, is back up. With the to a, new, a new goalkeeper. Obviously, when Casper left, he was forced out of the club. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to leave. He was forced to go. He's come, openly come out and said he'd love to join Leicester again. 
And I, I think every single time we're taking back in a heartbeat. Well, after we've, what we've seen this season, yes. If we were to bring in a new before, somewhere, I'd love it to be Casper again. I, I before just, before I the season started, I was, I wouldn't say I'd say I'd take him back, but with how he was coming, like getting to the point where he wasn't the greatest keeper anymore. Don't get me wrong, he was still good, but there's keepers we can get those are probably got to get him better with it he's getting older obviously you can't deny and then the kicking was getting there i think he's yeah she shot shopping was absolutely still insane but i'll probably he's say you agree with that but again like i say before the season i probably would have been saying like fair enough you go you could you get a goals to a goal's conceded, a goal scored. We're still scoring as many goals as we ever did. We just need a lot more. We're just conceding a lot of goals. And I'm not saying that's all yeah. down to Ward, but if you do, again, um, Chelsea, prime example, Chilwell's first goal should never have gone in. No. Their second goal uh, is a good goal, but for me, Ward, he's just no man's land. He's just standing there. He's neither back or forward. He's in the middle. For me, a keeper, you either commit or you don't. I will say that. So I've just, commit. I watched the, obviously, we both watched the Man United versus yeah. Leicester one where. Uh, we we did beat him five three and there was one goal there where Di Maria chipped over Smarco yeah. and it's basically the same goal probably a bit more skill to it but Casper had to have that issue there so for me there's not do much Casper does difference. commit Casper comes out and it's, it's one of those quick time things where he comes out for me when you watch Ward again if you're cheating in real time he's neither back or forward he's staggering between himself because he doesn't know what to do and that, that's just one example if you ever watch him. Obviously, we you've been to a lot more games tonight because you go to the away ones. If you ever do manage to watch a Leicester game at the grounds, watch how Ward's position. He's he comes out and he goes back and he's in no man's land. He never commits. He never does one or thing. He never just stays back or goes for it. I think mean, we both and know that Ward isn't great, but yeah, I think it, it all depends on what we do at the end of the season. I think we do need a new first choice, but it depends if we get rid of one. Of them. If we get rid of one of Arsenal or Ward, the other one will be back up. I, think, I don't football. think it's going to be tough to get rid of these players. I think. I think after, from a business point of view, all these players are listed off, a handful of them, they're obviously going to cut the loss of them, players are out of contracts, yeah. someone like Sonchu has been taking his wages, we're not going to get any money for him, but players like Ward, Iverson, you know, just if someone offers five million for Iverson, Bye-bye. take it, if someone offers five Bye-bye. million for Ward, take it, yeah, because yeah, it frees up wages, and it brings, obviously, it come, you know goes along with financial fair play, where we have the money free again to get someone that's good for you i don't personally don't think you need three goalkeepers for me smithies was wasting money he's on half a million pounds a year by the way and you've probably never seen him in any photos let alone around the pitch mm. so for me i would i would get i just I, it's going to be a massive clear refresh out. yeah and clear out and so uh, if it's a very good point of view if we get relegated there's a lot of players that are going to go that'll free up money for the championship if we stay up i think there'll be a lot of players that aren't here for Leicester and just here for the wages, you know, your veterans, your Vesta guards. I think those players are literally just here because we've offered them, they might be on 50 grand a week from Southampton, said, we'll give you a three-year contract or, you know, two-year contracts on 80 grand a week. And, you know, you're getting on those a couple of extra years and 20-year-old grand extra a week. And they don't care if they get played or not. I've seen Vesta guards not training with the first team because... I don't know why he's just he's just not in that training anymore. He's not in the, even in the training team, but he's still going to be getting paid eighty grand a week to do so. So I think, like you said, there's obviously a lot of things that could happen in some and yeah, I think it's very a lot of it is dependent on if we get relegated or if we stay in the prem as to what happens. Yeah, um, 
got nothing more to say there. Are there any more topics before we finish, or are we going to finish there? That's about it. I think we've kind of covered it. I was just saying, like, who do we need to bring in, regardless of who goes and who stays? I think we've talked about a new keeper. I think we're going to need a new attacking midfielder, new wingers, new midfielders. We're going to need a whole new team. Apart from defence, I think we're going to need fresh players in every position. I think it'll be a good start to the season if we did stay up and then going into the next season with a whole new fresh team. Yes, it might be a bit of a slow start because we're going to try to bond together and get that chemistry there. The but, players in, and the more yeah. they play pre-seasons, the easier it'll be. You know, easier be for them to get inside yeah. in the Premier League. But yeah, that's it then. Um, appreciate you all coming on. Um, this has been me and Sam on the podcast, and we'll catch you all on the next one. Cheers. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.